Good evening, workshoppers. Coming live to you here on a Tuesday. I know it's weird, but as uh, as I mentioned on the previous episode, my work schedule is going to be uh, changing up a couple of the recording dates. Uh, but on this episode, we do have a couple of things to go through and run down. You know, we've been having some uh, you know back-to-back -back episodes with the Diablo 4 dev blog that we had last week. And I hope that you've uh, had a chance to go through and check out. Uh, but on this episode, you know, we're going to go through and be talking about a little bit of things from the Diablo 2 Resurrected. We've got uh, some things to talk about with the Diablo Mortal Alpha, you know, May at Rest. Uh, we also, of course, have some Diablo 3 stuff to talk about, as is going to be the main topic for the episode. And we even have some things that I missed from the, uh, the, Diablo, uh, the Diablo 4 news coverage from last week. Uh, that I think should uh, go through and be included. But uh, without saying anything else, let's go ahead and get episode 213, season 24 on deck started. Uh, but yeah, as you can kind of guess from the show title, we're going to be talking about um, Diablo 3, season 24, the new patch and all of that. But before we get into that, there are of course a couple of uh, little, uh, you know, house cleaning things I want to go through and mention. As is, at E3, we got the release date for Diablo 2 Resurrected, you know, being September 23rd. And it was just like, oh, September? Man, that's so far away. That's like end of the year. Why am I going to wait so long for that, that title? And then now it's like, oh shit, the beta is next month. You know, we have no idea when in August it's going to be, but the beta is next month. Like it, it is just under three months away. You could say it's a little more than two months away. It's like, oh, that's getting exciting, right? Right? Oh, man. We're going to be going through and heading back, you know, to the rogue encampment sooner than I expected. Though I, I, I still got to wait until September to play either the Necromancer or the Assassin. First character that I play in in the new game, of course, is going to be a necromancer. Uh, but then I'll probably end up rolling like a a trap assassin afterwards. Or actually, probably one of the things I'll do is I will like level up a necromancer because that's my favorite. Maybe I'll go and do something you know, you know, stereotypical like a, a sorceress or a paladin just to go through and farm so I can get some nice runes get my rift keyword and then make a rift kicker which is probably the most fun i ever had playing diablo 2 was the rift kicker assassin and i want to rebuild one of them and play that but like you know your, your stat allocations are all like straight up garbage if you don't have like that specific thing and it, i mean it's like it's like not exactly what you would call a amazing build can it clear hell yeah, you know, it's got crushing blows and uh, a six-frame kick, right? Right? That can kill anything that's not physical immune. But anyways, just wanted to point out, that beta is coming way sooner than I was expecting. I don't know if it's sooner than you were expecting or realized, but it's, it's here. It's knocking at the door. And speaking of knocking at the door, oh my gosh, it is another... Um, second Thursday of the month coming up this week. 
and I, I've mentioned this before, but on the, the Blizzard Gear Store, the second Thursday of every month, they unlock, like, the Blizzard Vault, and they do some, like, really cool, kick-ass things, you know, for their various franchises. Some of them have been, like, a, an amazing Arthas sculpture, and despite me, like, having, like, all of the Diablo things, like, sitting in the background there, a thousand dollars is a that's a hefty price you know i guess not even like a thousand it's like eleven hundred dollars that's that's a that's a high price um you know it looks cool it looks awesome don't get me wrong but that's that starts putting it into a different category and so like if they did if they did like a two foot tall statue of like diablo or malthiel you know it's like sure i'd i'd want one but oh i'd have to I have to think about dropping that much money, you know, and so that's, in, in addition to, like, that, you know, they've also done, you know, they've re-released some of, like, the older, like, polystone statues that they've done, um, uh, also as well as, like, cool concept art frames and things, it's not just that, it's a whole big, like, collage of materials of either past products that they used to make or just, like, some cool, like, little side stuff, you know, from the, the history of the franchise, like a lot of like Arthas sketches and such for World of Warcraft, uh, some Overwatch concept art and such. I I I do look forward, but at the same time dread when it finally comes time for it to be Diablo's turn to be unleashed on the vault. And yeah, the the Thursdays they they scare me. They or at least I should say they scare my wallet. But that that's I still have a few days to go through and, you know, cringe and terror at that. We'll we'll see we'll see how it comes. Um but uh we uh we also um in the meantime, you know, since the uh the actually it was like on the recording of like the, the previous episode was the last day of the Diablo Immortal Alpha. It ended on June thirtieth. Um, you know, and that was unfortunately one of those ones that kind of got like caught in between like the news cycles between like the last full episode and then the last episode, which was focused entirely just on the D Diablo 4 developer feedback. But the Diablo Immortal Alpha has finally come to an end. That was a, a good, you know, solid chunk, like two months of testing, uh, that we got out of that, uh, with the, uh, the game and, I, I hope that the uh, developers were able to get everything that they needed, you know, out of, um, you know, out of everything that the the players were going through. I know it got it got to be a bit of a ghost town on the content creator server, but the Australian server had you know a far more active player base. It had far more people on the player base, and you know so that that I'm sure is where they had a lot of like the data collection and such. And there were even though we had. You know, people like Echo Hack and Brax and such that were absolutely blasting on, you know, the the content creator server, the NA server. They they still had some people that were also like like hardcore blasting over on the Australian server too. And uh, this was you know primarily like kind of like the pseudo PVP. There wasn't you know much PVP. There was like PVP elements to it, but it's just like it's like pvp that is like disguising just more pve content um whether it be you know the like the the kind of like the vault runs which are pseudo pvp like if you're good 
then you're not gonna trigger the uh, the vault guardians or what began happening that once the shadows got like really good buffs they would bait the immortals into the vaults because the immortals wouldn't stand a chance and so they just kind of like killed everybody and then ran and cleared the rest of the vault because they didn't have to worry about you know the shadow the immortals coming in um or just like the immortal con the shadow contracts and the immortal daily goals as just you know go and do some stuff and you'll get some bonus rewards out of it um you know maybe maybe i i feel as if it was missing a little bit something but then again it was also because on the na server we didn't really get to experience battlegrounds we didn't really get to do the non-content specific pvp it was really the only time that there was like uh and even in the like, the uh going and doing the rite of exiles that was you know to go through and like purge the immortals and put the shadows up there there were never enough shadow players on to actually like win like, even if all, even if all the shadows that participated kicked the immortals asses which really didn't happen uh they didn't have enough people there to actually win the encounter and so we didn't get like that full experience that they had on the Australian server with it going through and like getting flipped. Um, you know, and also on the NA server, they had to relegate the battlegrounds to like specific times. And I have no idea if there was actually any type of matchmaking because it was just difficult trying to get 16 people in total to sign up for the battlegrounds to even have it done. Let alone it having the capability of actually matching people based on like Paragon level or gear uh, gear ranks and such. Uh, and I, I wonder if that's something that they, they will at least gotten enough testing data from the Australian server. That's something that they can do. Because that was just like the biggest thing. Early on, like when you were like Paragon like 10 versus someone that's Paragon 30, it didn't feel like that big of a power gap. And I imagine that it was probably, you know like gear level five to like gear level 10 um you know wasn't all that big but then like you know towards halfway through the alpha it was like paragon 40 versus paragon 100 uh and you know, gear level nine versus gear level 16 and then it was just like okay i don't stand a chance like at all I can pop my immunity, get on my horse, stun you into a corner, and hope that I drop you enough life to have the advantage that once like the, the stun is off, that I can kill you before you just turn and stare at me and I fall over. Um, so something that kind of like mitigates the, um, that, you know, that type of um, scenarios. Not something that like mitigates the advantages of having better gear and higher level, because What's the point of having better gear in a higher level if you can't just beat, you know, lower geared people? But uh, at least, like, matchmaking of some sort that, to go through and make it so that way it's a, a bit more even um, in, the, in the matching. That would be, uh, that would be nice. Uh, we, you know, we at least know that we have one more round of testing for Immortal. Uh, we have the 55 to 60 content, the in-game zone, which we can kind of guess is going to be hell. And then whatever type of actual in-game PvE systems that they're going to introduce into the game in the Necromancer. Come on, we, we gotta have the Necromancer, which uh, I gotta be talking about later on in the episode and how I, I don't like it. 
I like it, but that that will come in just uh, just a little bit. But the, uh, the the meat and potatoes of this episode, of course, is going to be talking about Diablo 3. Uh, season 23, um, as we know, has now uh, been announced that it will be ending on July 18th. Uh, so that is a Sunday. That's, a, you know, a, about a week and a half from now. Uh, you know, so if there's anything that you have left to do in the season, now is the time. Uh, I was at least able to go through and finish up everything that I needed to do in the season, um, you know, over the weekend. Uh, and it really, really, it wasn't that bad. Especially, like, you know, this season has some of the easiest uh, conquests that there are to do. And so it's just going through hopping on anyone, anything. You know, I, I, I had to get, like, the, the learning how to play the new Rathma set and getting that um you know situated and kind of like geared out and i'm learning how to play it and getting all the pieces together and anything that involves like a, a high cooldown skill that requires like really statted out gear where like you need cooldown and attack speed on like every piece for it to like really flow and play well just feels clunky because like your your abilities don't like mesh well and there's like a lot of dead time where you're just like running from mobs because you only have army of the dead to kill anything and you're just waiting for your minions to attack and like get it off of cooldown uh because you don't have perfect gear or well rolled stats or you don't have the supplementary you know legendary gym like the gogok or whatever to give you the higher cooldown or even just like you know i i was i was working on guardian when I finally got the pattern for the, you know, Flawless Royal Diamond to even get, like, the reduced cooldown, even though I hadn't been using that build. Because as I'm going through and trying to put the pieces together and get it up and running, you know, I finally, I, like, got the masks set completed. And so I just, like, threw that together and then instantly it just, like, jumped, you know, from, like, having issues with Greater Rift 60 to, like, just going, like, straight to 80 without any problems. Un unoptimized gear, didn't even have a socket on my weapon or anything. It was just like, let's roll. And, you know, it's... Eh, you know, that 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 is that is Diablo 3. There's not a lot of parity between all of the sets. You know, the Rathma set, you know, can go through and clear up to the 100s and such. It doesn't... It's nowhere near as powerful uh, as, you know, like, the... Uh, uh, mask or like a poison scythe build or such uh, but you know it just it's it's one that it feels really like clunky to like really do effectively uh at least or it feel it feels clunky to uh to start with i guess i'm trying to look for the uh, the, the term that i want to say but it it it's it feels very clunky to um to at least like just get to get going you know because you start off with just so much dead time um and there's no like real way of mitigating it besides just getting better better pieces you know you just have to constantly go through and get those things in order it you know it's not not terrible you know it definitely could go through and get things done um but it, because uh, it, I mean, it's also funny because the the, uh, the burning masks is also one of those ones which has a really wonky start, because until you find um, the uh, the haunted visions, like it uh, it doesn't work well. 
Like, you know, you can go through it and you complete, when that comes up in, like, the Hadrix Gift, you can complete um, your set. But it's, like, unplayable. Completely unplayable. Until you get the, the Haunted Visions in order to make it work. And it's just, like, that wonky jankiness of the build that makes it kind of difficult in order to start a season with. So maybe the next time that, like, Rathma's or the Masks comes up in the rotation, I might just start Demon Hunter. Because, like, Demon Hunters don't really have, a like, a bad set to start with. Because they have all the, the tools baked into it, you know, to at least give you a decent start, no matter what you do. Like, even, like, Marauders. You know, you can at least push, you know, up to the point that you can unlock Primals, relatively easily uh, without having like that negative play experience uh, that those some of those early necromancer sets are like building themselves into because that that is the nice thing that development of Diablo 3 is focused a lot on the end game and like what does this class play like at solo greater rift 130 you know or solo greater rift 130 plus uh, but at the same time, I don't think that some considerations are being given to how it feels to like start a season with them or to level it up for the first time. Take a brand new player that, say, goes from uh, building a necromancer set with pestilence, uh, you know, like the, the pestilence set where you, you have the tools. It might not feel all that great, but you can get, you know, like the flesh golem to give you a whole bunch of corpses to like kill some things to give you more corpses and go and kill some stuff or you can just do molting to kill some stuff and so when you're playing in those lower levels like you know, like greater if 30 like 30 through 50 as you're just getting the set together learning how to play and everyone um it can you know you can you're learning the build and you're not having like too too bad of a time um, and you know because you can keep the difficulty you know at a level where you just kind of like one shot stuff and have fun um, and but then as you complete the set, it becomes more and more effective. Like you get an NGOM, uh for going through and doing, you know, like speeding out your frozen lands and such. Uh, as opposed to like with Rathmas, you're just you literally it doesn't matter. You can one shot everything on Greater Rift eighty, you know, with the the Army of the Dead. If you don't have the attack speed and the cooldown reduction, you're just sitting there for like 10-15 seconds waiting for it to come off a of cooldown. And then you use it and kill some enemies and then you're waiting for it to come off a of cooldown. It's, it's not a very... It doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're playing it right because you're just running around avoiding mobs, you know, for 10-15 seconds. And, uh, you know, so... You know, I, maybe it's like the one thing that as they go through and do some rebalancing that they can add something on there to just make it a little bit easier for uh you know kind of like that lower level play because even something's even something simple like putting into like the rathma set like make make revives do five thousand percent increased damage you know because that will help early new players go through and push like the greater rift 50s or greater rift 60s and 70s so they're not having that bad of an experience. So they're seeing the mobs die as their little uncontrollable minions run around and kill things. They're still seeing things die. They feel as if it's doing well. 
Um, and but then once you actually have all the the modifiers, you know, you get the the bracers and every uh, the the bracers, the the helm and such, all these things to modify the damage on Armory of the Dead, combined with like the six thousand percent. Or the ten thousand percent on Rathma. I for, I forget. I'm confusing it with Burning Mass now. I've been talking about that one too much. Uh, but you know, it's like the scaling for Army of the Dead comes from the supplementary pieces multiplied by the set bonus, and you just ha you just bake in something simple like a revive damage bonus or a skeleton or a golem damage bonus into the set. Um, so that way those things can kill at these very low Greater Rift levels. You know, like, no one cares about Greater Rift, how good your class is at Greater Rift 50, right? Um, but it won't have those multiplicative stacking bonuses that will then take you up to Greater Rift 100. So it starts off fine, uh, but then you really have to focus in on those pieces in order to push higher end. And so it gives it more of a, um, a curve with your level, and so that way... You know, you 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 have all the pieces together. You've got your big nuke with Army of the Dead, but your revive still can kill things for you. You're not having that bad play time where you've got a lot of dead space. I mean, you still have a lot of dead space because you know revives are uninteractive, but you don't feel bad because you see the enemies dying. Um, and then once you once you get up to like Greater Rift 100, you know, okay, yeah, it's like, or even probably like Greater Rift 80. Uh, well before 100 that you have to have the supplementary pieces and then you know you realize the entire build is all around army of the dead like you can literally just throw on 5,000 10,000 percent extra damage to revives onto the set without it breaking anything because there's nothing else that increases revive damage so at greater if 100 greater if 130 it doesn't mean anything only army of the dead will be dealing damage um at that point so just, just my thoughts, some of my feedback on, um, you know, my experiences with uh, Rathma, and then, you know, from Burning Masks, you know, from when that was the um, Hadrig's gift from a couple seasons ago. And then I also continue to hold out hope that we might get, like, a, a revamp of um, Tregles. You know, that, that, that's a set that needs some love. Tragols and Anarius are, are um, unfortunately kind of sitting uh, way back there. Uh, I, I think maybe maybe Anarius has like uh, like a, a D tier uh, build, you know, like over on Max Roll or something like that. That is just like you can you can do something, you know, with it. I think what Tragols literally just has like. You know the the old like Rift Guardian killer like Lancer build. It, you know if anybody remembers that, which is obviously you know it's been years since that was a top build and it hasn't received like a single buff since then. Um, so maybe maybe as they go through and they do some of these tweaks and such, we can see some of uh, um, these underused sets. Because I mean, they, Ina's got uh, a revival. Um, with um, upcoming, you know, season twenty-four, uh, and that one, you know, despite some like server stability issues, it seemed to be people having fun with it. Uh, but uh, to get back on track, we're talking about the end of season twenty-three, which again is coming up on July eighteenth. That means that we have a window to predict when season twenty-four itself will launch. Now, traditionally. Uh, 
we have gotten I can't even really say traditionally, but of of you know like the last couple of seasons, barring season twenty three, we were given a two week grace period, and they said that they were going to commit to that uh, with having a two week grace period in between seasons. And so that would mean if we had the season ending on July eighteenth, that under that scheme, season twenty four would drop on Friday, July 30th with a potential patch either on the 20th or the 27th. You know, they, they've kind of alternated between which, you know, whether they drop it like the Tuesday right after the season end or the Tuesday before, I, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of technical issues and things like that on like the deployment and the server side, you know, the, that is the reasoning for whether they do it, you know, with the, the two weeks or the, just the one week. Um, but as I just mentioned, the season twenty-three, we did only get that one single week that was in between the uh, in between uh, season twenty-two and season twenty-three. Though, as we would later come to realize, it was because they had the Diablo two resurrected alpha, they had the Diablo two uh, immortal alpha, they had all of these things in Diablo focused testing that was coming right on the heels of the season launch, and that might have had something to do with it. Uh, we're wanting to go through and like push that date up a little bit because they had things that were set and rolling and it literally was going to be hey you know if they gave us the two-week grace period we would be playing the season season 23 start alongside the diablo 2 technical alpha and you know where a lot of people's you know focus is going to be it's going to be the limited time shiny thing that they only get to play for a week it's going to be, you know, Diablo 2 Resurrected because that one is like limited. And then you've kind of like lost that early momentum, like going into the season uh, because you're now anybody that didn't get into it is a week ahead of you, two weeks ahead of you. Um, we we do have another round of Diablo 2 <laughs> Resurrected tes uh, testing coming up in August, so that might be, you know, a clause for them to want to go through and push it up to July 23rd, but then that creates another issue where it has happened a few times in the past, but Path of Exile is having their um, new expansion, you know, their new league start on July 23rd. They're having the actual like patch reveal July 15th and their new league starting on July 23rd. So again, it's like one of those ones where it's like, well, do they just drop it the same day anyways and say, screw it? We got D2 coming up, you know, or, or do they, you know, push it back, you know, to not coincide with the, the Path of Exile launch to give us our two week window as, you know, uh, we, we want or what we care about. Uh, and then just, you know, the Diablo 2 resurrected testing, you know, uh, be damned if it coincides with uh, the Diablo 3 season. You know, there, there's, there's time frames and there's pressure on both sides of that coin. And I, um, I, I am not envious of the, uh, uh, you know the, the lead producer's shoes on this one that's having to go through and you know make these calls and set these timetables and you know put out these dates and because they have announced the season end date but they haven't given us 
the season 24 start date makes me you know think that it's something that's still in heavy consideration and uh there's a lot of conversations going on in the background on this one as to what they they want to go through and do you know ideally you'd have path of exile launch on the 23rd there's a lot of overlap in the community uh between people that play path of exile and diablo um but a lot of people will go through and kind of like they achieve their path of exile goals um you know not as quickly as Diablo 3, but a lot of times they'll go through and they'll get the majority of like their the 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 playscape that they wanted to go through and accomplish, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks. Um, and so it's not too much, you know, if they they stop like a week into progression to go through and hit the the season the season 24, um, you know, um, timetable or the season 24 launch if it were to drop on the 30th. So like you have July 23rd. Path of Exile, July 30th, you know, Diablo 3. And I can be, you know, super optimistic and say, like, August 6th, you know, Diablo 2 Resurrected, right? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a great, like, three weeks to be an ARPG fan? That'd be, uh, just three weeks of straight, you know, brand, I guess, new content? Because Diablo 2 Resurrected, like, really isn't new. It's fresh graphics, which doesn't sound all that great, but then once you get your hands on it, it's, like, absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, I, I would give a, a fair, fair hope that it would be July 30th. So if I, if you, if you, you know, force me down and ask me to predict it based on nothing more than my own personal preference, uh, I want it to be July 30th, which means it's probably going to end up being July 23rd at that rate. Right. Uh, cause I'm nine balls always wrong. But at least we, we know. It, it pretty much is, like, guaranteed. It's either going to be July 30th or July 23rd. There's I don't see them extending it out to a three-week delay in between seasons and going to August 6th when we got the D2R alpha or beta coming up right in August. Uh, so it, it's going to be... It, it would be sooner rather than later. And then, of course, you know, we... Once we have that season start date, I'm sure that they'll probably also announce when the patch itself will go live. Uh, but if nothing else, once we get that season start date, we'll also have the patch notes. And we'll be able to see what has changed, um, you know, from the PTR cycle to live. As we've seen, you know, with, uh, you know, mo all of, like, the, the past seasons over the last couple of years, is we would have, like, one week of PTR... Um, and then, you know, previously it's like we'd get the one week PTR. Sometimes they would extend it by another week and implement some changes for us to go through and look at. Um, but then they would, you know, release the patch and they had changes. They had further changes than that. And that, that's been the case, you know, for since they have committed over the last two seasons for this two week PTR that we got one week of testing implement some changes a second week of testing and then they implemented some other changes in the background right before the season launched and i want to say that what was it going into season 23 there were some changes after the patch but before the season dropped i i can't for the life of me remember it was you know the that that time period was uh is uh lost due to stress and anxiety because of all of the events that happened around the beginning of april uh for me but uh yeah i could i could go look that up right but there's you know there i'm sure that there's going to be some uh some more changes 
you know, people people were enjoying Ina's, but it had like some severe performance uh, issues. Uh, burning masks, you know, especially I could see it with just getting the, those bracers and you're off to the moon. Uh, with season 23, you know, the, the set's getting nerfed. Uh, going into um, uh, season 24, it'll still be better than season 22, but just not as good as what you achieved last season, which is fine. That's fair. Uh, and, uh, of course, but then there's the ethereals, which are going to be crazy. And going to be pushing like everything to the moon. The uh, I I am sad that the soul render got nerfed so badly though. You know the soul render was just like that was stupid. Like how overpowered that was going to be. Uh, you know it's like at that point you know it's like the whole the grandma test. How high of a GR can my grandma get? You just put you know poison scythe build and the soul render on a necromancer and just watch her clear a 150 and be like that's it. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely far more subdued in power this time around. Uh, but, uh, it, it still could have been fun. I, I, I look forward to going through and messing around with them. I also look forward to going and leveling up a whole bunch of classes and farming for the ethereals on everyone to try and unlock those cosmetics as well as unlock that feat of strength uh, through the season. It gives me a bit more of a longer term goal than just unlocking Guardian. So I'll probably end up sticking with this one um, a bit more than what I, I usually do. So I'll, I'll get, you know, burnout just as the same as everybody else after a couple of weeks. Uh, also, it's going to be dropping, regardless of when the patch uh, in the season itself drops. It's putting me in a very interesting predicament. As I mentioned on the podcast a couple of times, and we talked about on the, the after shows, if you watch those uh, over on Twitch, is I've got a really big Age of Sigmar tournament coming up halfway through August. And so I'm sure I'm going to get the season, you know, the season 24 drop and then the D2R alpha or the D2R beta. I keep saying alpha when it's the, it's the beta uh, drop uh, one week after the other, right before the tournament is. And it's going to eat up all of my um, painting and playtesting time as I go into that uh, AOS tournament. I've got almost everything built now. Before the show I was going through, I built... The last of my 15 blood knights i've got uh i have uh 35 out of 40 dire wolves built like it's all set the only thing that i have left to build now is six more dire bats and manfred uh but uh, the rest of the army you know is all put together so i got my i got volga radiker the white king 15 15 blood knights which is forever and like you know almost 40 dire wolves built uh and uh, spell portal. I got I got all that put together. We're we're almost there. I actually have been trying to prime some of these models, but the weather hasn't been agreeable. Uh, I'll 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 stop I'll stop ranting now. I'll save this for like you know another episode of how how's your weeks in gaming, or it should be how's your weeks in painting um, at the beginning of episodes, or maybe for the after show. We'll see. Um, because the before I wrap up this episode, uh, I did want to go through and talk about. Uh, something that I had missed on the previous episode for the Diablo 4, um, you know, uh, information. And it was that they had done something differently this time. In that there was, um, uh, whatchamacallit. They did a interview with Polygon um, to, that coincided and dropped at the same time as the developer blog where they, you know, talked about 
some of the, the, the discussion points a little bit more, and they also had some exclusive art. And that exclusive art piece was, of course, we got to see, uh, we looked at the layer, you know, for the Barbarian in the very, like, Conan-esque, like, dry steps. We got to look at the, the Sorceress and kind of like that, like, uh, hall cathedral type area with the the stained glass window that had like all the the schools of magic you know for the 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 sorceresses um but we didn't have that layer for the rogue because here it is this is uh you know the the rogue picture that was like a polygon exclusive um and uh to correct one mistake that I made for the last episode, and I thank you for your emails for going through and pointing it out that you know, I guess last episode it was all about like the artwork and that's really hard to then talk about in an audio only format for you know, the, the listeners that you know, listen on iTunes, Stitchers and such, and you know that makes up the vast majority of the user base for the show, and so forgive me, that was my failing uh, but on this piece of art, we get to see, you know, a rogue showing off some of the customization options. Namely, it's like it's a fully bald rogue, you know, with some facial tattoos, wearing some of the um, very um, kind of like Persian uh, Middle Eastern armor uh, type looking set uh, with lots of reds and golds. Very beautiful. Uh, but they're like in like the like a, the thieves or the guild hideout um, from Westmarch. If you remember that tile set, uh, you know, from like rifts and such. So, you know, it's like, it's like the sewers and there's like a broken sewer grate and there's just like the stagnant standing water and some like makeshift bridges and such in the, the background. But the thing that's most interesting to me is that all the way in the background um, is kind of like that entrance to the outside world. And we're just going to go through and zoom in here. And it's, it's a swamp. And while it's like, oh, cool, that's a swamp. That's Hawazar. Oh, that's Hawazar. As, you know, listeners of the show will know, one of my uh, kind of like headcanon things was that, well, you know, Hawazar makes for a really good place for the necromancers to be from. So maybe that gives a, a lot of uh, credence to the Necromancer being the, you know, unannounced fifth class hanging out there in Halazar because all the other classes have, like, their really strong thematic tie-in to their zone. Damn it. I, uh, I, I hate to admit, but I think that this, this is, uh, definitely tacking in a, uh, direction, uh, you know that that kind of like travels away from the necromancer being one of the uh, one of the classes in Diablo Five, and that makes me sad. I want my necromancer. I want my necro, though. You know, obviously, you know, they they're going to expand out more zones, more places, more classes in Diablo Four. That's their goal. But I would want to play a necro. From day one and well it's starting to look less likely yeah definitely starting to look less likely in that one but then what is the last class hmm we're gonna have to think on that one definitely gonna have to think on that one 
gonna scour the, the, the sacred texts and everything. Though, obviously, we, we really have no idea what it is, and we will have uh, little to no clue uh, what it could be until they go through and drop it on us. I would hope uh, that we get something brand new, never before seen, just brand new class created from scratch. That would be great. I would love it. Um, you know, but in barring that, Necromancer. Uh, but... Uh, you know, with that, it is, it is a bit of a shorter episode this week. Uh, I unfortunately got a, a lot of things to work on in between work and, you know, the aforementioned, like, Warhammer projects and some other stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh, get some things together because, uh, what was it? I'm taking a mini vacation as well uh, coming up this weekend. So I, I hope no major news or leaks or anything goes through and gets dropped. Uh, while I'm on my, uh, my mini vacation, it's Neve's birthday, and so we're, we're traveling out of town, and we're traveling from a, you know, a cozy little beach town here in southern Florida to another cozy little beach town, because, you know, it's different, right? Uh, just to kind of, like, get away from things, uh, you know, for, like, a little four-day weekend. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, it will bring the episode to a close. I thank you all for going through and joining me here uh, this week. Uh, and, you know, like I said, next episode, episode 214, is again not going to be on a Wednesday. So episode 214, you can put it on your calendar now. It's going to be recorded live July 20th, instead of, uh, that's Tuesday, instead of uh, July 21st, uh, due to, uh, you know, work-related stuff that I have going on on both the 21st and the 22nd. Uh, but uh, I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you liked what you saw, have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, feel free to drop me a line at WestMarchWorkshop at uh, BlizzPro.com. You know, you know, uh, you know. A couple of listeners went through and emailed in, uh, as well as you know, Longshot went through and mentioned it in like live in the chat. You know, during the last episode, where you know the majority of people listen to the show, and so they you know don't get a lot from going and just you know listening to me sitting in silence saying wow look at that as they let their mp3 play and so again i'm sorry i will i will do better um but yeah i record here live every other wednesday at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific uh you know saying that when I, i'm gonna be hitting two episodes in a, a row that will be recording on a tuesday but hoping past that uh wednesdays will be free again and we'll be recording on wednesdays but you know follow the show over on twitter at the wm workshop to you know know when i'm going to be going live or when there's like last minute schedule changes or anything like that you know and you can also always follow me on twitter at nine ball gamer uh in order to go and uh get you know the uh, the latest tweets on when the show will go live or just my inane ranting about games whether they be diablo warhammer or um, as I did for most of the day, simping for Sylvanas uh, with the, uh, the new WoW raid that came out that I haven't even played. Uh, yeah. So with that, I bid you all a good night, and I will catch you all next time.